Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single-tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, eighty-nine point three. Commence primary ignition. Valentine's Day falls on Monday, and so this weekend on Movie Magic. I'm going to recommend some Valentine's Day movies that you could spend your time with the one you're in love with or might be falling in love sometime soon. And then we're going to pay tribute to a person who was involved in thousands of movies. Who can this be? Stick around to find out. Now, I'm not going to talk about the latest Valentine's Day movie that's in the cinemas right now, like, you know, the one with um, Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson in it, Marry Me. Well, just by watching the trailer, I know it's going to be a cheesy romantic movie made just in time for Valentine's Day. It falls into my disposable movie bin, like a one-time used disposable face mask. But don't let what I said stop you from watching it. I do, however, have some movies lined up for you that have a long shelf life. These are the kind of movies that you can watch over and over again and still not get sick of. The first romantic movie I'm going to talk about had a small budget. It only cost about $5 million to make. It stars Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. This forbidden love story comes with award-winning music and, of course, dancing. Sexy dancing. Well, that was one of the titles that the producers wanted, but eventually it was called Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey had the best on-screen chemistry in this movie. But did you know that off-screen, they couldn't get along at all? Dirty Dancing has dance moves that look like people are having sex, standing up with clothes on, bumping and grinding. That's just a bonus to the story. We're drawn to forbidden love stories in movies and books like Romeo and Juliet. Another romantic movie to watch with Patrick Swayze as the main cast is Ghost. This time he stars opposite Demi Moore. Whoopi Goldberg is the comic relief in this movie. The mud pottery-making scene is so iconic that many parodies followed. It is also very sexy. And the song, Unchained Melody, that goes with the pottery-making in this movie made a comeback number one hit for the Righteous Brothers. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. The song that topped the charts in 1997, penned by James Horner and sung by Francophone Canadian singer Celine Dion, was My Heart Will Go On. I remember the song being the most requested song on radio when I was doing the evening drive time show, and in my opinion, it was overplayed. The Titanic made Canadian director James Cameron very, very, very rich. Andy Williams sang the theme song titled Where Do I Begin? also topped the adult contemporary charts because of the popularity of the movie Love Story. 
This stars Ryan O'Neill and the stunning Elizabeth Alice McGraw, better known as Allie McGraw. This is a 1970 classic. Other classic romantic movies to watch are the 1942 movie Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, and the 1953 classic Roman Holiday, which stars Aubrey Hepburn, who was also in Breakfast at Tiffany's, which became a pop culture phenomenon. You know, whenever I say that word phenomenon, I want to go phenomenon. Anyway, (laughs) The Notebook is another great romantic movie to watch. It stars Canadian actor Ryan Gosling, who teams up with another Canadian, Rachel McAdams. Now, I get excited when I hear Canadians being successful in the movie industry. Likewise, I get excited when Singaporeans are successful, especially in the entertainment industry. Now, in The Notebook, Ryan and Rachel are a young couple who fall in love in the 1940s. It is narrated from the present day by an elderly man played by James Garner. It received mixed reviews, but performed quite well at the box office and it received a number of award nominations, winning eight Teen Choice Awards, a Satellite Award, and an MTV Movie Award. The film became a sleeper hit. Now, what do I mean by a sleeper hit? Well, sleeper hit is a term used in the entertainment industry for a film that plays successfully for a long period and becomes a big success. And this is despite having, you know, relatively little promotion or uh, it may not have a successful opening. Now, the same goes for music and video games. So this movie, The Notebook, has a cult following. The chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams is so good that you may think that they are truly in love. In fact, they started dating after this movie was made. They have passports from the same country anyway. Now, there's something innocent about Rachel McAdams, especially her smile, that'll make you want to, you know, fall in love with her. And so, she was the perfect fit for the movie About Time. Now, in that movie, she stars opposite Irish actor Donna Gleeson. You know, the pale-looking General Hux in Star Wars Episodes 7, 8, and 9? He also played the role of Bill Weasley in Harry Potter. Now, About Time is about a young man with the ability to time travel when he goes into a cupboard and he tries to change his past uh, in hopes of improving his future. It's a well-written script and I love time travel movies. Yes, I know, the nerd in me is showing, isn't it? Now, speaking of good writers, When Harry Met Sally is a romantic comedy film written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Reiner. It stars Billy Crystal as Harry and Meg Ryan as Sally. Now, do you want to know how this film came about? Well, you see, director Rob Reiner uh, just got divorced. Then an interview that Nora Ephron conducted with Rob Reiner provided the story for Harry. Sally was based on Nora Ephron and some of her friends. Billy Crystal then came on board and made his contributions to the screenplay uh, that made Harry a little funnier. The film is about two human beings of the opposite gender being just friends. Now, can a man and woman be just friends and not be romantically involved? Well, the answer is yes, because in my life, I have quite a few friends that are ladies. In fact, I have more friends that are ladies than men. We hang out, and it's not in a romantic way. 
we laugh, eat, drink, share stories, go for movies and plays because we feel safe and comfortable around each other, like normal friends do. And my wife trusts me so much and I'm madly in love with her uh, that I don't cheat on her. You've Got Mail, which was released one year before when Harry met Sally, is also another movie from the typewriter of Nora Ephron. Her writing is all over in this one too. The movie stars Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Sliding Doors is a great romantic movie and I don't want to say anything more as I might just give away the premise. Um, let's say it's all about the choices you make. That's all I'm saying. If Bale Street Could Talk, oh yes, this is a 2018 movie which I uh, raved about here on Movie Magic when it was released. And it's one of those movies, you know, 30 years from now will still be a favorite because it has a long shelf life and it's just great. Now, when it comes to musicals, there are so many love stories to choose from. Moulin Rouge is one of them and I love that movie. Uh, La La Land, West Side Story, Les Mis, Rent, In the Heights, and so on. Now, one of my all-time favorite romantic movies is The Princess Bride. Because it is not only about true love, but it has fantasy and sword fighting and adventure and pirates in it. And it's told as a bedtime story. And the famous line that's in the movie is, As You Wish. Ah. Oh. Lovely, isn't it? Now, an animated movie by Disney Pixar, which I really, really, really love because of the sad love story in it, is Up. Now, if you haven't watched this yet, the poster is a house being lifted by hundreds of helium-filled balloons. Now, before I get lifted and carried away by these romantic movies, I'd like to tell you a short story and pay tribute to a singer that was in thousands of movies. Uh, one of the movies has a song titled Lagja Gale, which is taken from a 1964 romantic Hindi movie. That's next on Money FM 89.3. I'm Colin Gomez, and this is Movie Magic. Now, before I tell you this short true story, I'd like to give credit to my friend James Vaz, who texted to tell me the passing of a beautiful singer. Now, if it wasn't for the text, I might have missed it. Now for the story. Once upon a time, in the early 1900s, there lived a boy in India named Dinanath Mageshkar. He started taking singing and music lessons from Sri Baba Mashilka, and this when he was just five years old. Now when he grew up, he became a Maharati theatre actor, a Makyat Sangeet musician, which literally means musical drama, and an Indian classical vocalist. He was only 21 when he married his 19-year-old wife, who died shortly after their infant died. He then married his wife's sister, and together they had five children, Lata, Meena, Asha, Usha, and Hrindenath. The oldest daughter, Lata, started singing at a very young age, and this was back in the 1940s, and from then till now she has sung 30,000 songs in over 36 numerous languages. She gained titles like Nightingale of India, Voice of the Millennium, and Queen of Melody. Now, have you ever wondered why all the actresses that sing in, you know, in an Indian movie have the same voice? That's because it comes from the voices of the Mageshkar family. I'll touch on that in just a bit. 
Now, although Lata sang in many different languages, she said that the most difficult Indian language songs to sing was Tamil. Her most challenging assignment was when she was in Russia for a show. There she met an Indian girl who asked her to sing a popular Russian song. She said she didn't speak the language but said she didn't mind trying. So the girl taught her how to sing it and Lata managed to sing it but she said afterwards uh, that the singing in the Russian language was very, very hard. Her advice for young people who want to make singing a career is to learn classical music as it will strengthen your voice. And get a singing coach, she said, because if you're not trained, you will doubt yourself. And when that happens, you will fear singing. Good advice, yeah? Now, Lata passed away at the age of 92 in a hospital in Mumbai, India, on the 6th of February. In an interview, she said that if she didn't pick up singing as a career, she wanted to be a doctor or a professor of some language. But she chose singing because she was always surrounded with music when she was a little girl. And although when she was 13, she lost her famous father of heart disease, he had a strong influence on all his five children. Because there's evidence that Lata Mageshkar grew up with music in her home because Lata's 84-year-old brother, Shindyanath Mageshkar, is a classical music director. And her three sisters, 86-year-old Usha Mageshkar, 88-year-old Asha Boshal, who was also featured in a Boy George song, Bow Down Mister, and 90-year-old Meena Kadirka. They're all classical Indian singers that sing for many, many Indian films. And because these ladies are siblings, they all have a similar singing voice. I'm Colin Gomez, and I know I spoke about my top romantic movies that you can watch on Valentine's Day, but I just want to point out that uh, you'd be able to hear the voice of the late Lata Mageshkar in numerous romantic Indian movies. Now, if I start the list, you know, this show, Movie Magic, will go on forever. And I'll be cut off by the guy with a big voice saying, Money FM 89.3.